In my first two pregnancies, I used pregnancy as an excuse to not do anything. And now I know that pregnancy is even more of a reason that I need to prioritize moving my body in order to have a smooth and healthy labor and delivery to increase what my postpartum recovery looks like. And it's not hard or complicated. Hi, friend. Welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused, rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rural, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, hopping along for a tractor ride, or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. Hello, dear friends. Welcome back to Gather in Growth. Do I need to sing in my intro? I think that would be fun. (laughs) Anyway, how in the world are you? I just came back from a walk. I typically walk in the mornings, but my morning had some other things on the calendar. So I just did an afternoon walk. I am sweaty and reminding myself that in a few months, I'm going to be very grateful for the warm sunshine. But right now, I went and grabbed myself an ice, cold, bubbly, sparkling water, lime flavor. So grab your favorite drink of choice and let's get into today's conversation. Today, we're going to talk about something I promise is not that groundbreaking. I say that, but at the same time is very much information I did not know seven, six, five, four years ago, the last time I navigated pregnancy. So if you are new to the podcast, hi, hello, welcome. At the time of recording, I am currently 36 weeks pregnant when this episode airs. Oh, hold on. I need to double check this, but I'm pretty sure I will be 38 weeks pregnant. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I will be 38 weeks pregnant, which is wild. So I will either be mega pregnant or have had a baby, which is the very strange stage that I am in. Like the last month of pregnancy is wild because it's like, Am I going to have a baby in five hours or five days or literally five weeks? Every time I have a contraction, I'm like, oh, is this practice or is this it? Like, is this how it's going to go down? So this is just where I'm at. And honestly, reflecting back over almost the entirety of 2023, I mean, I got pregnant in the middle of January. So I've been pregnant for the majority of this year with a very unexpected blessing. My first two children I gave birth to in 2017 and 2019, respectively. So it's been a hot minute since I did this. And both of those pregnancies, labors, and deliveries happened before I got into this world of understanding my health and habits and personal growth and development. They happened long before I was a business owner, With my first, I was still an elementary school teacher. With my second, I was actively working in the nonprofit space. And I just did not know the same things about the world, much less myself, that I do now. And so 
Although in many ways, this pregnancy has been harder on my body. I think purely just from an age standpoint, um, there have been so many things that I have done differently because I know different. And that's what we do. When we know better, we do better. And therefore, I have felt entirely different in this pregnancy than I did with my first two. Like I said, in some ways that I feel like has been harder, although I think that's because my baseline for how I understand the way my body can feel is very different than the last two. My last two pregnancies, I was never taking care of myself in any capacity, whether pregnant or not. And so my baseline for how my body should feel was very skewed. If I'm being honest, before I was pregnant with my first, like we were very much still in college kid mode, um, drinking a lot, eating a lot of absolute garbage. And so my body did not feel good, pregnant or not pregnant. And I didn't know any different. So there's a lot of things I just accepted as normal and didn't know that there were tools, resources, things that I could do that would make a drastic difference in the way that I experienced pregnancy. So ultimately today I wanted to share some of this. Like I said, don't feel like any of it is like particularly groundbreaking, but had someone given me this information in my previous pregnancies, I feel like my experience would have been very different. So whether or not you are preparing for the possibility of pregnancy, whether you are in the thick of it, whether you have been through this journey and you're just curious what someone else has done to navigate or you are considering what future pregnancies might look like, I hope that some of these tools and ideas might be helpful. And if they are, please share it with the people that you know. Like I said, when we know better, we do better. And if there is one thing in here that can improve your experience, that is why I'm here today. Ultimately, when it comes to considering conversations I have on the podcast, you know, a lot of the ideas are direct reflections of conversations I'm having with other people, things that I'm noticing in the community, conversations that are being had in masterminds. And this one really comes back to the fact I'm in a few Facebook groups that are meant for women who are pregnant in the season. And this is in direct response to the questions I'm seeing women ask and the comments that I'm leaving based on what has worked for me. So without further ado, let's dive on in. Okay, first things first, regular chiropractic care. When I was pregnant with my first, I had never in my life been to a chiropractor and I didn't really even understand what a chiropractor could do. I was very intimidated by the idea of it. I think I had a very old school mentality of like the snap, crackle, pop kind of methods, which ooh, do not like that. But I got to a point in this pregnancy, probably around the same point that I'm at now, in the late third trimester, while I was in so much physical pain, I was sobbing all of the time. I remember finally getting to the point that I think it was my mother-in-law or so was like, Hey, my friend's son is a chiropractor. He might be able to help. Like I was in so much back and rib and hip pain because obviously your body is changing to account for this bowling ball that is now attached to your abdomen. That is also, you know, inserting their feet into your ribs and beyond. 
And so I was so desperate. I remember my husband driving me to town and just sobbing and being like, if they can't help me, I need someone to take this baby out of me right now. Like I cannot handle this pain anymore. And so long story short, I was so out of whack, so misaligned that I, for the next four weeks was going to this chiropractor like three times a week. And looking back, I don't necessarily love the chiropractic experience I had with that provider, um, but at least opened up to my world to understanding how that line of care could really help somebody. Fast forward to my second pregnancy, I did start seeing a different provider regularly, still very old school methodology, I guess. Not that there's anything necessarily wrong with that. But the provider that I see now that I've been seeing for, gosh, I don't even know, years at this point, um, uses a very different method. I want to say it's called like the torque release. Someone's going to fact check that and tell me I'm wrong. Probably should have looked at her website. But basically she has this like little clicker. She knows exactly where to like touch my body and like click things back into place. It's very different than the kind of care that I had received previously. But I have been seeing her for years, bi-weekly, and am in such a better place physically through regular maintenance, um, especially as I was like training for half marathon and things like that. Like I can tell when I have not been to the chiropractor in a few weeks because everything just feels different. And so I started seeing her weekly from about 20 weeks or so on in this pregnancy, maybe a little bit after that. Once I got to the point that I was like, two weeks just ain't cut it no more. But, you know, when I see these moms in these Facebook groups that are experiencing so much back pain, I'm like, okay, I'm like massively uncomfortable because at this point I'm 36 weeks pregnant, but I am actually not in physical pain. And I 1000% believe it is because I have been seeking regular chiropractic care for years, but have been especially diligent throughout pregnancy. And I will say every provider is different. So much like anything, find someone who's a right fit for you. Find someone who specializes in prenatal care. Find someone that you trust and feel comfortable with. But regular chiropractic care is literally life-changing. Okay, the second thing, and this is actually something I started back in November, was working with a functional health provider. If you want to go back and hear more about um, kind of this journey, scroll back to some episodes in like October, November, December. I've touched on it here and there, but ultimately last year I had gotten to the point that I'm like, something is not right with my body. Like everything was quote unquote normal. Nothing was quote unquote wrong, but I could just feel in my body that something wasn't right. So turns out did, you know, a whole bunch of different testing and I was massively deficient in iron, magnesium, B12, vitamin D and progesterone. I actually think that rebalancing all of this is the reason that I unintentionally got pregnant when I did because I basically had no progesterone in my body. And then once I rebalanced that, surprise, now all of a sudden it is much easier for my body to be able to create life. So yay. Um, but being able to be consistent with taking supplements, that's actually what my body needs outside of just a regular prenatal, I know has made such a huge difference in the way that I feel. Hey friend, are you ready to take your growth to the next level? 
Do you crave building meaningful connections with like-minded women who get you? Then you need to be at the Ascend Retreat. My upcoming Ascend Retreat is a four-day event that will be held in Gulf Shores, Alabama from March 14th through 17th. During the retreat, you'll have the opportunity to connect with other real women who are passionate about personal growth, gain clarity around your goals and priorities that are keeping you awake at night, learn from experienced coaches and mentors, including Kylie Epperson, Coach Kaya, and yours truly, create an action plan to bring your dream life to fruition, and participate in workshops, guided activities, and individualized coaching that will not only help you grow and evolve, but shed the limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck. So what are you waiting for? Register for Ascend today and start the journey to becoming the most aligned, healthy, and purpose-driven version of you. Links to learn more and register are in today's show notes. But wait, there's more. Did you catch that cheesy reference? Podcast listeners can use code GATHER to save $200 off retreat registration through the month of September. Again, code GATHER at checkout to save $200. I simply cannot wait to ascend with you on the beach this March. Women in general are typically very deficient in things like iron and magnesium. And please also remember, I am a random chick on the internet. I am not a medical provider. So find someone who knows what they're talking about to figure out what you need. I am just sharing my own experience. But generally speaking, women are very typically deficient in these things. And that is magnified times a bajillion during pregnancy. And so Being able to work closely with a functional health provider has helped me feel so much better. Um, You know, we've upped some levels of the supplements I was already taking as some of my symptoms started changing and as my body was like just asking for a higher demand of those things, which has made a really huge difference. Also, when I entered my third trimester, um, some of you might remember I started having really intense, wild, not super scary, but kind of debilitating symptoms like horrible restless leg syndrome. My fingers were going numb and tingly. I felt dizzy all the time. I like almost blacked out a few times and worked with my OB office in my hospital to do some testing. We were leaning towards anemia, among many other things. Turned out my iron count was actually amazing, thanks to working with my functional health provider. And so my OB office was basically like, well, these are all very typical pregnancy symptoms. So I guess come into the emergency room and they send you to labor and delivery if things get worse. And I was like, seriously? Like, I it hurts to exist right now. My legs feel like lead and are in pain all of the time. And the best advice that we've gotten to is, yep, that's normal. Let us know if it gets worse a 10 minute call with my functional health provider. We're going through all these things. Okay. Like how's your iron? How's your magnesium? Okay. Let's try upping that. Are you exercising regularly? Yes. Like all these different things. And she's like, hold on, are you taking electrolytes? And I'm like, no, never in my life have I considered taking electrolytes. And she's like, "Mm, let's try that. So she sends me a link on Amazon to her favorite brand. I think it's called like Relight, but there's all sorts of different ones. And with no exaggeration, 24 to 48 hours later, I feel 1000% totally normal. None of those symptoms that I had been existing with for literally 
multiple weeks. As simple as electrolytes. That was it. And even now, if I like miss a day for some reason or something like that, like I can feel it. And I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, it is time to make myself a little electrolyte cocktail. So here's what I do. Because the first time I try to take these electrolytes, it's pina colada flavored. I love like coconut pineapple flavored stuff. So I just dump it in some water and I'm like, I'm going to use this to take my supplements tonight. Let me tell you, friends, it was like someone dumped the ocean in a perfectly good pina colada. Did not think about the fact that electrolytes basically mean salt. Super gross. So what I have gotten down to a science is a half a scoop of the electrolytes, a good portion of some pineapple juice. I do all this in like a, I don't know, just like a standard size Yeti tumbler type thing. Good, a whole bunch of pineapple juice, some coconut water, which also is high in electrolytes, and then a like coconut flavored sparkling water, like a liqueur or whatever. Mix it all up. It's my nightly little mocktail, and it has been such a game changer. And it's such a simple thing. And it's like, how many other women are existing out in the world in life or in pregnancy and are just like, oh, these are my symptoms and that's normal, so it's fine. Might be normal, but that doesn't mean there isn't something you can do about it. Oh my goodness. So tack that on with electrolytes. Thank goodness for my functional health provider. She is amazing. Okay, next thing kind of along those lines is my nutrition. Now, I will say (laughs) in pregnancy, like especially for the first 17 weeks, I was so sick, like nauseous, exhausted. I felt like I was hungover with the flu for 17 weeks, however many months, like four months straight. So at that point, my nutrition is like, what can I even attempt to stomach that's not going to make me vomit everywhere? And that is going to give me some ounce of a nutrient that I might need. But ultimately, like, what can I even eat? But generally speaking, in my last two pregnancies, I very much was like, I'm pregnant. I can do whatever I want. I'm going to treat my body like trash because I'm pregnant. I can do it like whatever. And don't worry, I still, I love, I've been like on a major sweet kick this pregnancy, yada, yada, yada. But What I have learned since my last two pregnancies, and this is kind of advice for all the time, not just while pregnant, this just, I think, happens to affect the way I feel right now, is when I was in my health journey, I started to realize that different foods made me feel different ways. Once I started to pay attention to my nutrition, what I was putting in my body, at this point I was training for a half marathon, and my goal was like energetic optimization. Like I don't care about any fancy diet. I don't care about calories, just what makes me feel good and what makes me not feel good. And so I did some food sensitivity testing and it turns out my body literally hates gluten and dairy. Hates it. And that is not a knock on anyone in the dairy industry or who grows wheat. My family, I promise you, keeps the dairy industry up and running. Just not me personally. But once I was able to realize that those things made me feel a certain way, 
and eliminate them from what I was consuming on a regular basis, like my entire brain and body function totally transformed from the inside out. And I know that this has made a difference in pregnancy because around, I don't know, it was Easter weekend, whatever week I was in, I was still in like first trimester of feeling terrible, starting to feel a little bit better. And I had read that some women who have food sensitivities actually like don't experience those symptoms while pregnant because your body's just like weird and needs different things. And I've been really craving pizza. And we went with my cousins out to eat at a very, very, very good pizza restaurant in the St. Louis area. So so it wasn't Casey's, although my kids stand by the fact that Casey's pizza is superior pizza in the world. If you know, you know, but this was like a very good pizza restaurant. And I'm like, I'm just going to try it. I haven't had a real slice of pizza in years. Let's see if while pregnant, I can do this. Y'all, it was so good. It was so delicious. It was like the first real meal I'd eaten in months and it was so good. But the next day and for the subsequent five, six, seven, eight, nine days afterward, I was so bloated. I felt like I was nine months pregnant. I had a raging headache. All of my joints hurt. I felt inflammation in every single point in my body. I was exhausted and I was miserable. So I know, I now know that I, in fact, actually just cannot tolerate that. And that's okay. But again, this is something that makes a difference for me, whether or not that I'm pregnant. But knowing what I know now, if those specific things cause massive inflammation and pain in my body, and then my body is already susceptible to all of these changes and susceptible to pain, it was like a double, triple whammy because especially in pregnancy, I was like mac and cheese, pizza, like chicken tender, like all of those things. Like, no wonder I felt so bad, guys. And I'm not saying that you should cut out gluten or dairy. No, 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 no. Again, that is not, do not hear me. That is not the advice that I'm giving. But I do think it's worth considering knowing how foods make you feel and adjusting what you are eating accordingly. And that's not a certain calorie amount or a certain diet or blah, 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 whatever. I'm just saying, if you eat something and then immediately your body hurts afterwards, like that might be a sign to pay attention. For some people that might be eggs. For some people that's like random stuff, like strawberries or cashews, like whatever. But if there's something that does not feel right with your body, I invite you to explore what that is and why. Like people now are like, oh my gosh, I don't know how you can live without pizza. And I'm like, because I know how I feel on the other side of eating those things. No wonder I felt like literal trash for my entire 20s because that was like the bulk of my diet, friends. Anyway, I know that's made a difference. That's not just pregnancy advice. That's anytime advice. If you know your body doesn't feel good, figure out why. Figure out why. Okay. I already mentioned this. I was a, not even couch potato. I was like a bed potato through week 17. I was like showing up for the very bare minimum of my day. Okay. Not going to tell you that I have been consistently moving my body through this whole pregnancy because that is a lie. But in May of this year, when I started feeling like a functional risen from the grave person again, 
I decided that at the bare minimum, I at least just wanted to move to feel better for my mental health. So I started, I brought back my monthly mileage trackers that I had created, oh gosh, years ago. And since then, I have been very faithful to walking almost three miles every morning. Sometimes two, some days not so much, especially when it was like that insane heat wave where it was like 120 degree heat index. But for the most part, I have consistently walked nearly every single morning since week 17. And I know that has helped my mental health. I know that has improved my stamina. I know that has made my like legs and glutes and core as you know strong as they are. Like I physically feel so different in my body because I have prioritized movement. And that has not looked like crossfitting or running. Like I love running, but the idea of bouncing up and down and run, like running while pregnant, like, no, thank you. But I'm like, I can go on a walk. I can go on a walk. That feels manageable. And for maybe for someone else, that's yoga or that's stretching, or that is strength training, like whatever. In my first two pregnancies, I used pregnancy as an excuse to not do anything. And now I know that pregnancy is even more of a reason that I need to prioritize moving my body in order to have a smooth and healthy labor and delivery to increase like what my postpartum recovery looks like. And it's not hard or complicated, but it is consistent and it feels good and it serves my mental health, gets me out of the house, gets sunshine on my face. It feels attainable, but it's also holding me accountable to something that feels good. So movement in some way, in whatever way makes sense for you, I think is super powerful. Another thing that's been very different about this pregnancy compared to my last two is sleep. And I think a huge contribution to that is, like I said, just the comfort level that I feel in my body. I'm not in massive amounts of pain. I'm uncomfortable, of course, at this point, like I'm being kicked in the ribs and I feel like a dragon that like swallowed a dragon slayer that's trying to get out. That's a really weird analogy, but that's how it feels at this point. But I'm not in debilitating pain. So my quality of sleep is better. I'm taking magnesium before bed. I've been taking Unisom every night of pregnancy. In my first trimester, it started as like anti-nausea and now it's just part of my routine. I prioritize a really early bedtime. Like as I go to bed, when my kids go to bed, non-negotiable. I am so disciplined about sleep in a way that I was not before. I really struggled with pregnancy insomnia with my other two in a way that has not affected me. And I think all of the factors we've already talked about has made a difference in that. On top of the next point that I was going to bring up is just my mental health is in a very different space. Like I have been working with a therapist since October, November of last year and I'm at the point now where I just kind of have a regular tune-up every six weeks or so. But leading into this pregnancy, I had been working with her weekly. And so my mental health and my clarity and my stability, my anxiety was so different than it was in my other two. And looking back, I didn't know that I was struggling with anxiety at the time. I didn't know that I was undiagnosed ADHD. I just thought my brain was like going crazy all night long. And now it is not. And I 1000% attribute that to, like I said, all of the factors I've already listed, but especially that my mental health and 
my day-to-day brain function just looks so different than it did years ago. So on how many episodes of Gather and Growth can I advocate for therapy? I don't know. At this point, it's a lot of them, but holler. And even like at one point earlier this year, my therapist was like, you're in a really good place. Like, do you still see a need for this? And I'm like, yo, I'm pregnant. (laughs) And I don't know what this is going to look like. You know, not to get ahead of myself, because I know this episode is about pregnancy, but my postpartum experiences with my other two were kind of rough. And my knowledge at the time of my first was like, oh, well, I'm not having the baby blues or like postpartum depression. That's the only thing I'd ever heard anyone talk about. And I thought that because I was like not textbook depression symptoms that I was fine. I had massive anxiety. And one thing I had never heard a name for was postpartum rage. And gosh, three, four months after my son was born, like looking back, I was rageful. I did not understand the span of the postpartum experience and what that could look like from a mental health perspective, because I just had such a narrow understanding of what other people went through. And even with my daughter, like I, gosh, I just like, you know, my maternity leave with her, I think, I don't know, it was kind of a blur. But when I went back to work, I went back balls to the walls. It was like my busiest time of work. And it was when I was six months postpartum on the other side of that season that that's when my health journey began because I was so freaking tired and burnt out and frustrated. And so I have been holding on to my regular tune-up with my therapist because I want to have access to that resource as I negotiate this postpartum experience. Now, I think that I'm a lot more self-aware and I know a lot more about how I exist in the world and what normal functionality should look like for me than I did then. But I still want to be able to know that I have this tool at my disposal for whatever that season brings my way. That kind of leads into the next point that I wanted to bring up, which is my mindset around what I can do. I had very little mind-body connection in especially my first pregnancy and my first labor and delivery, but even really my second, other than knowing that I had done it before, like I approached pregnancy and labor and delivery with a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety and a lot of like disbelief that I could do it other than just knowing that other people did and surely I would get to the other side of it one way or another. And it's funny, like when I was training for a half marathon, I remember repeating to myself on the hardest miles, like I pushed out two babies. I made it through labor and delivery. I can surely make it through this mile. And it's kind of funny because now I feel like I have just a totally different understanding around what my body can do on the other side of the health and mental health journey that I've been on. Like now it's going to be the opposite. When I'm in the hard moments of labor, I'm going to be like, I ran a half marathon. I ran 30 miles in 24 hours for St. Jude. Like I have done things that I thought were physically well beyond my capacity. I have done hard things. I can make it through this contraction. I can make it through this moment. And, you know, this is a whole nother, again, side tangent, but with my first two, I had epidurals. I was very much in the mindset of like, 
you know, there's no award for the way you get through labor and delivery. I just want to get to the other side of it, yada, yada, yada. And then my epidural with my second got botched. And even though my delivery with her was super smooth and easy, I felt immediately great the next morning. But then because something went wrong with my epidural, I ended up like I was leaking spinal fluid. I had a headache. Like this is a whole other situation. But I ended up having to get a blood patch, which is like getting an epidural when you don't want an epidural. And I was in a lot of pain for months on the other side of that. So I know going into this experience that I am not leaning that direction. I know that my body can do this naturally without that method. And my mindset around what is possible is just so different in a way that I'm not sure that I was ready for the first two times, mostly because I didn't believe what was possible for myself. And I didn't have access to knowing anything outside of what I know. And so I'm not by any means criticizing or shaming my experience or, you know, whatever it is that you are looking forward to or what your plan is in labor delivery. I just know on the other side of this journey that I've been on over the last six and a half years of motherhood and the things that I've done since then, I have different information about what I believe as possibility for my mind and my body. And so, you know, catch me I will, I'm sure, be sharing how this actually all turns out, but I am optimistic and excited and empowered going into this birth experience compared to approaching the last two from a total fear-based experience. So those are the things that I believe have made this pregnancy entirely different. Like I said, I do think it has been harder on my body in a lot of ways, age and I said my baseline understanding of how I should feel is just very different. And pregnancy throws a lot of curveballs into that. But I know that the intentionality that I have built over the years and throughout 2023 has drastically altered the way that I have experienced and my body has experienced this pregnancy. So hopefully there's a tip or two in here that you might take into consideration. And as always, what has worked for me might not work for you. What I need in this season might be very different than what you need in your season. Forever and always, my advice and my hope for these conversations is that it might just spark you to explore your own journey. Okay, you doing my exact supplement routine and nutrition routine and workout routine, like not saying there's anything wrong with it, but might not be what you need. So I hope this is an invitation to explore what taking care of your health physically, mentally, and emotionally looks like. And knowing that whatever it is that you are experiencing that's giving you discomfort in your body or in your mental health, there are things that can help. And it might not be what's right in front of you. And just because something is common or normalized does not mean you have to experience it. That is my biggest takeaway. There are so many things that were like, oh, yep, that's just being pregnant. That's just part of it. But like, why? Like your body is literally telling you it needs something. Maybe it's out of alignment. Maybe it's massively inflamed because of something you're putting into it. Maybe it's massively deficient in something. And it's literally everything that your body tells you in pregnancy or otherwise should be a warning sign, 
should be a red flag of it needing something. I have heard so many conversations around this and the way that we even experience our periods is like, we should not have debilitating PMS symptoms in the way that we just accept as normal. It means that something in your body is off balance and there are things that you can do to improve your functionality through that. So if anything, if you're not pregnant, please take that advice of listen to your body, listen to your intuition, trust yourself and find answers and solutions and ideas to the things that you need. So with that being said, can't wait to see you again next week. And I am just so forever grateful for this space, the types of conversations that we have and the time that we spend together. So forever grateful for you and we'll see you next week. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushel over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at emilyrushell.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing gathering growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.